0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. me, We're going to go to Romans, and we're going to be kind of skipping around a bunch of different chapters in there. You can just kind of put a bookmark in uh, chapter 3. Um We're going to start a new series today called Tune In, and really it's going to kind of be an extension of what we started last week talking about going into 2019 uh, with victory. You know, I really believe that God wants you and your family to succeed and to be blessed and to walk in the fullness of everything that Christ has done for you. And understanding that Um, is so key to having victory in this upcoming year. And we talked a little bit last week. I said, I, I don't want us to go into the new year on the reaction to what happens in life. I want us to go into the new year saying, I'm going to attack this year with the strength and the grace of God. And he's going to give me and our family wisdom on what he desires for our future here in 2019. And so um, we're gonna kind of continue that and I'm calling it Tuned In because I really believe that, you know, seeking the Lord is tuning in his voice. That's a big part of the journey of following Jesus. You know, um, religion tells us to follow traditions. Relationship is really what we're looking for. We're not really looking for just tradition. We're looking for this thing that is real and it's alive and it's vibrant. And I'm talking to God and God is talking to me. And I'm tuned into what He's saying about my husband. I'm tuned into what He's saying about my future. I'm tuned in about what He's saying about my kids, about our future, our finances, all these things that matter to us on a daily basis, amen, and we want to hear what God has to say to us. Okay, so let me ask this question, though, okay? I don't know if you feel like this, but I know I feel like this a lot, and I feel like this. How can we have so much stuff in life but yet still not feel okay? Anybody ever feel that way before where you're like, man, we have a lot of really good stuff in life let me let me show you an example, okay? I'm wearing Jordans, and I brought a pair of Jordans today, okay? Listen, okay? Now, when I was growing up, okay, and I've said this before, we didn't have hardly anything growing up, okay? Money was super, super tight. Anybody can, you know, understand where I'm coming from? So, you know, growing up, we had a my Mom and Dad, they worked. We had a side cleaning business. Uh, we all helped in the cleaning business. We never made a dime from the work that we did. Uh, our payment was that we had electricity uh, at our house or we had food on the table, and so we didn't didn't have much and I remember when I was fourteen, I got my first job outside the cleaning business. So it's like you went to school, you did sports, you did the family cleaning business, and then you got a job on top of that if you wanted to have any money. And so I decided I want to get a job at Foot Locker because I love basketball, I love shoes, so I'm gonna get a job at Foot Locker, okay? So I remember I'm like 14 years old and I'm working at Foot Locker and I'm making money, which is exciting, but this money that I'm making is literally going to like, you know, like, I want little debbies at lunch. You know what I mean? Like or you know, I want an extra chicken sandwich. You know that my mom and dad are not buying, you know? It was like we had the minimal for lunch. And so I'm paying, you know, to go out on Friday nights or whatever. So I, I didn't have a lot of like extra money for other things. And so shoes at that time were a big deal to me just like they are today. But at that time, I remember like I made the junior varsity basketball team when I was a sophomore, okay? And I was like, I need new basketball shoes, you know? And so my dad literally we go out and takes me out and he's like, he's like, we have a max budget of twenty-five to thirty dollars. And I was like what? I'm like, are we going to Payless? Are we going to Kmart? Like, like, where are we going? He's like, wherever they have $25 shoes, that's where we'll be going. And I remember I got this pair of like starter shoes. It like literally had the starter logo on it. And I was like literally like spray painting it off because I didn't want anybody to know what kind of shoes I was wearing. So when I was growing up, I remember this pair of Jordans came out. Okay. And I literally bought these Jordans probably, what just like? Four months ago, five months ago. And I was so ex- I know, Jess is like, who knows how many? Who knows how many? It's a sick disease that I have, okay? But I remember I was so excited because it was like the original packaging, okay? And I remember, you know, like, look, like, I've had these things for five months. I've never even worn them once, okay? Listen, like, never. I'm like waiting for the perfect moment. Like, I got to have the perfect outfit. We got to have, like, the perfect Sunday. Listen, Sunday's like game day for me. That's why I wear Jordans, you know what I mean? Okay, literally, okay, me and Melissa had this conversation. uh, A few weeks ago when we were talking about, well, I'm like, you know, I'm going to take a pair of shoes out of my closet and give it to, you know, the kids in Africa. And so, like, literally, like, five different people asked Melissa, like, do we need to buy new shoes or like can we do like what Pastor Jeff is and like just take a pair out of our closet? And she's like, listen, you don't understand Pastor Jeff's closet. Like he literally will take the shoes from his home, put them on on the stage, and then take them off after service and put them back into the closet. She's like, this is not normal, okay? Can we get an amen for that? This is not normal, okay? Yes, my wife is agreeing. So point is this. I have some good stuff now, praise God. I'm thankful for God's goodness. I'm thankful that I'm able to purchase something that when I was 14 years old, couldn't do at that time. And it's fun and I love it and it's exciting and I enjoy it. But I asked myself this question, as I think many of us do too. How can we have so much stuff and we're in this season of stuff, right? I mean, that's really what the holidays has come boiled down to. It's just stuff. You know, the one day that we take to be thankful, you know, by 4 o'clock, we're like, no, we got to get out of here. Best Buy is opening. Kohl's is opening. You know, we got to get to the store. Why? Because it's about more stuff. But the reality is, even with all the stuff, I think there's a lot of days that we're still like, why am I not okay? Because the reality is this. Our basic needs in life, truth be told, are really simple. Like, we need clean water to live. We need food, something to eat. We need a warm place to, you know, put our head at night. We need somewhere, maybe some shelter to sleep. We need a job, and we need love. These are like basic needs that every human being on planet earth needs but this is really all we need truly these are the simplest most basic things that we need to survive in life but the reality is this i would be safe to say that probably a hundred percent of all of us have more than these basic needs right yet there's still a place in us that we're like why am i not okay in my soul why do i need more stuff Why do I need more of whatever? Why is my soul continually searching? So today we're going to talk about, okay, how do we find the key to real joy and peace in 2019? Okay, wouldn't that be nice to be like, I'm just full of joy all the time, or I'm just peaceful all the time, or I have this happiness inside of my soul all the time, and I'm really, really good in my soul, right? 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 Are we awake? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you here right now. Father, I pray that you would reveal your heart and your desire and your truth to us today. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So, the question then is this. Is this a message about living like a minimalist? And it's not. It's not what we're talking about today. And then the other question that arises in people's hearts is like, well, then if we have stuff, is God mad at us? No, God's not mad at you. So we're going to kind of break these things down and learn how to have real joy and peace, okay? Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 25 says this, for everyone has sinned. All of us. Every single one of us has sinned. We're all sinners and we all need grace, Okay. I've sinned. I have sinned in my life. I'm not perfect on any stretch of the imagination, and I need God's grace in my life. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standards. What are God's glorious standards? Well, in the Old Testament, God gave the law 613 different laws. Think about that for a second 613 different laws. That if you were a Jewish believer, you had to, number one, know, number two, memorize, and number three, try to live out. God gives the law. He says, listen, for my righteousness to be fulfilled in your life, you're going to have to fulfill this law, and you're going to have to follow 613 different rules that I've given you. What was God doing? God was showing Mankind showing people you can't do this. There's no way that you are capable of fulfilling the law. That is why I'm going to send Jesus. That's why I'm going to send him to take this place for you. Verse 24, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus who has freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God has presented Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins. What is this? This is justice. Okay? So in life when we, you know, have a criminal activity, there is a p- payment that has to be fulfilled, right? If I steal something, I get arrested, I may get thrown in the clink for a day or two. It's a payment that has to be fulfilled, right? So what is God saying? God is saying, listen, your sin, there has to be a payment fulfilled. So I'm going to send Jesus to be that sacrifice for you. Now, this is point number one. This is salvation, right? This is the good news of Jesus Christ. And if you've never heard this news, this is a great day for you. The news is this, is that God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus in your place, to take the cross for you, to pay the penalty of sin, so that you wouldn't have to pay that penalty, and that when you die, you could go to heaven and be with Jesus forever and ever. Can we get an amen? Amen. It's good news, okay? Love it, okay? So, God gives us salvation. All right, Romans chapter 3, okay, verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him. Without keeping the requirements of the law. What's the law? The 613 laws that God gave in the Old Testament. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Verse 22, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. I love that word faith, not works, not something I've done, not trying really hard not trying to impress God, not how many times do I show up to church, not how many times have I given in the offering, not how many times, you know, I was in the nursery and a kid puked on me and I did it for Jesus, you know. Not that, but by faith. And this is true for anyone who believes, no matter who they are. Love this. doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you've come from, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter what your past looks like? The Bible's saying, this is for every single one of us. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who they are. Romans chapter five, verse one through two, says this: <coughs> "Therefore, since we have been made right with God and by God in God's sight, by faith, we have been, we have the peace of God because of what Christ the Lord has done for us. Because of our faith in Christ, he has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege, okay? What is this privilege? Meaning this, God said, I'm going to send Jesus, he's going to take your spot, and now you are going to be a son and daughter in my house. Meaning this, that whatever is in my house is free game to you, okay? Now, Okay. Just like shoes, one of the things that I love is good socks. Anybody love good socks in this house? I mean, come on. Listen, a fresh pair of socks does my heart well. Okay. All right. And I do not like mixed socks. Anybody else like that? Like we have a basket at our house of just mixed socks and I just want to take a lighter to it every single day. I mean, it just grieves my soul. Okay. Now, listen, One of the things that I've learned about my socks in my sock drawer, I'm very possessive of myself if you haven't picked up on this, okay, is that now my oldest son, Michael, that's 13, when it's game time and he doesn't have a fresh pair of socks to wear his game, he goes into dad's room and finds a pair of socks, okay? Why? Because he thinks whatever is in this house is what? It's mine. Right? Truth be told, it is. He's my son. So whatever I possess in my house, he has privilege to go take a part of what I have in the house. This is what Romans is telling us. Romans is saying, listen, you've been brought into the house of God. So whatever is in the house of God, you now have privilege to it. You have privilege to grace. You have privilege to forgiveness. You have privilege to health and healing. You have privilege to God's favor and blessing upon your life. Whatever is in the house, he has done this for you so that you could have privilege in his home. says where we now stand. And we are confidently and joyfully looking forward to sharing in God's glory. Romans 8 Chapter chapter 8, verse 1 through 3 says this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. Meaning what? No guilt and shame. If you profess Jesus to be your, your Lord and Savior, it says this. There is no guilt and shame in Christ Jesus. Meaning this. Anything you've done, you've been forgiven. Past, past, today, and present. Okay? I want us all to understand this. God doesn't forgive us just our past and then goes, mm, "We'll see about that attitude coming up this week." You know, I don't know about I don't know about that, you know. Me and Nicole, we were talking about this today. I think we were talking about uh, going to the grocery store, and she said, she said, I can't stand going to the grocery store because I, I'm trying to live my life for Jesus, and I can't, I can't curse at these people anymore, you know. She's like, I'm doing my best, you know. So listen, so we get this mix up. Listen, God has forgiven us for the past, today, and forevermore. And so there is no guilt and shame because he took it. He took all of our sin. He took all of our mistakes. He took all of our failures. He took it all in him. Verse 2, and because you belong to him and the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Verse 3, the law of Moses was unable to fulfill this because of our weakness sinful nature so god did what the law could not do he sent his son in a body like our bodies we sinners have and in and in that body god declared an end to sin's control by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins so what are all these verses i just talked about about it's about this thing called righteousness okay so the first thing was what salvation right? We all need salvation. We all need to put our faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. And then the second thing is this thing called righteousness, meaning what? How do I have right standing with God on a daily basis? When I wake up tomorrow, how do I wake up and go, man, God is pleased with me? right? Because isn't that a huge question in our soul that we're all struggling with? Like, does God really please with me? Is he really happy with me? Does he really love me? Is he really okay with my life? And the answer is yes, 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 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, every single darn day of your life. Every day. Why? Because the word of God has declared it has nothing to do with you and it has Everything to do with him and all he needs is what? For you to put your faith in him. So we have salvation and we have righteousness. And this is fantastic. And if you've never heard the story of salvation or you've never heard the story of righteousness, it is a beautiful day for you. What an incredible revelation. What an incredible thing to understand that God's not mad at me. He loves me. He cares about me. Now, this is awesome. Okay? But this, this is where a lot of times we get off the bus. Right? We get salvation, we get righteousness, and in most churches in America, we go, You are good, you are great. We're so happy for you. You found salvation, and you found righteousness, and now this is a great place for you to just coast the rest of your life with God. Right? Get off the bus. You took your tour, and let's get off. But the reality is this. God never intended for us to get off the bus as salvation and righteousness. And because we do get off the bus at salvation and righteousness, this poses a question that I started today with, why do we have so much stuff, but we're still not OK? And that's what we're going to talk about, okay? So go with me to James, chapter four, verse six. James, chapter four, verse six. I'm going to start in the Amplified, and then we'll switch into the NLT version. But I love how the beginning of the Amplified version talks. Verse 6, but God gives us more and more grace, meaning that there is grace upon grace for your life, meaning that every day of your life, God has a measure of grace for you. He was showing Israel this in the Old Testament when he brought manna. Okay, do we remember this? God takes the Israelites out. He takes them into the wilderness. He's providing them food, this thing called manna. And so Israel has to get up every day, and they have to find the new, fresh Manna that God has provided for them. But just as humans do, we all want to get smarter than God, right? And so we try to think beyond God. And so they go, you know what, we're just going to collect a bunch of manna so we don't have to get up every day and go out and get it. But then the manna went bad. What was God showing them? He was showing them, listen, I have fresh grace. I have fresh strength. There's something new for you every single day in me. Says this, but he gives more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin. To defy sin. Remember, when we get off the bus, we find salvation and we find righteousness, and we just kind of get off the bus there, and we go, "Ah, oh, life's good." No, no, no. The grace, salvation, and righteousness empowers us to do what now? To defy sin. The word saying that he gives us grace on a daily basis to live out. Just like me and Nicole were talking about this morning, right? How do we live this thing out on a daily basis? We live it out through the grace and the strength of God. And it goes on to say, and to live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation, Listen, there should be a level of gratitude in every single one of us every time we wake up and we know that we're saved, right? There should be a daily spot that we're like, man, I am just so incredibly thankful that God loves me today. I'm so incredibly thankful for the grace of God. It was not something that was bought cheaply. Jesus came, he lived a sinless, perfect life, And then guess what? He sacrificed his body for me. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this place. And it goes on to say this. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So verse 7. So humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Okay. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going somewhere, I promise. Okay. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14. I know there's a lot of different verses today, you know, but we're going somewhere. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. So then, since we have such a great high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus, he's saying Jesus is the high priest. Okay? When we, the Bible says we have a high priest. This is Jesus, the Son of a God. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. What are we holding firmly to? We're holding firmly to salvation we're holding firmly to righteousness. These are the things that builds our faith, okay? Every day you should wake up and go, I am saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I am righteous not because of what I do, because of what God has done for me. And because of salvation and because I am righteous, I'm a beloved son and I'm a beloved daughter. And I can come to the Father whenever I need to. Verse 15, this high priest understands our weaknesses, for he has faced all them the same testing we do, yet did not sin. Verse 16, so let us come boldly to the throne of grace. There we will receive his mercy. We will find his grace to help us when we need it the most. So what is God talking to us about? He's talking to us about this. He's saying, listen, I'm going to give you salvation. Then I'm going to give you righteousness. But then there's this other part that I really, really desire. And it's called intimacy. Meaning I want to be close to you. I desire a relationship with you. And I have taken care of all of the law. Okay, so listen. In the Old Testament, Okay? In the old way of doing things. Only the priests could enter into God's presence. Okay? They're the only people allowed. Okay? And God said, I don't want this system. I don't want the law. I don't want the 613 different laws. I don't want the priests to be the only ones that get to come into my presence. I want to create a system where by people putting their faith in my son they're made right. And in being made right, they can come to me at any place, anytime, whenever they want, and they can receive grace and strength and love and mercy and joy and peace in their souls. What is God saying to us? He's saying, listen, I want to satisfy your soul. I want to take care of this issue. What is the issue? How do we have all this stuff in America, but yet still yearn to have our soul fulfilled. Why? Because God's going, I want to take care of it. But we've we've gotten off the bus. We got off the bus with salvation and righteousness. We're like, man, I'm saved. And I'm free from my sin. And, and I guess this is where I get off. And God's going, no, this is not the stop. This is not where we get off. Get Back on the bus. I want to come and I want to talk with you. I want to come and I want to bring peace to your soul. I want to come and I want to love on you. Uh, Preston, will you help me out real quick? Will you grab that for me? I'm going to do my best to illustrate this. Thanks, Bud. Give it up for Preston, everybody. Come on. Look at this good-looking man. Okay. It's like this, okay? It's like we have this place in our soul that can only be satisfied with what? Jesus. Right? It's the only thing that fits. Now, a lot of times in life, we'll try to use many different things to satisfy this place in our souls, okay? There's this place that God designed where he said, you know what? I want to have intimacy with you. I want to have relationship with you. I want to love you. I want to bring my grace. I want to bring my peace. And I'm going to be the only thing that can satisfy this dark place in your soul, right? Right? Now, a lot of times in life, we'll use so many different things, okay? You know, we all have little things that we're addicted to, just like, just like this, okay? I, listen, I'm not going to lie. That, listen, there is, there is a part of me that is still trying to fulfill that 14-year-old kid that couldn't buy the Jordans when he was 14, right? There's still a part of me that's like, man, Right? Come on. Get in there. It's got to, it's got to work, you know? Come on, Lord. It's a fresh pair of jays. Don't you know what we're looking at here, you know? <laughs> and we all do this. We all have different things that we're trying to cram into this spot in our soul. And God goes, "No, no, 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 no. Listen. There's only one thing that will ever truly satisfy your soul and it's me and it's my presence and it's my grace and it's my righteousness and it's me it's only only me and it fits perfectly i mean just perfectly and it sits perfectly right now this is what happens okay so We come to Elevate Church on Sunday morning. Can we give it up for everybody that came to Elevate Church this Sunday morning? Come on, get loud for each other. We are so, yeah, yeah, all right. Come on, I thought we liked each other a little bit more than that, okay? Okay, so we come to Elevate Church on Sunday morning, okay? And, And what happens, okay? Well, we've prayed all week. We've designed a worship set, and we have you know, beautiful lighting and beautiful people playing, you know, drums and guitars, and they're singing, and we got great people welcoming you on Sunday morning, and and you get a nice hot cup of coffee, and you're like, wow, it's tasty. I I got to put some caramel sauce into it, you know, and it's super good, and, and somebody, like, looked me in the eyes, and Gave me a hug and loved on me. And and so even before service starts, we're we're feeling, you know, better about our lives. We're feeling better about us. And then then service starts and we're in worship. And and you can sense God's presence and you can feel his love. And and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully I say something that makes some bit of sense on Sunday morning. And, And you go, oh, my gosh, God spoke to my heart. And what happens is this. On Sunday morning, this perfectly goes into the right spot in our soul. That's why there's so many Sundays. People look at me. There's streaming tears. And it's like they don't even know what to say. They don't even know what to do. What's going on? Their soul is being satisfied. Complete. Complete joy, peace, peace. Love, they feel whole inside, right? And on Sunday morning, you leave and you go, man, I love Elevate Church. I love Jesus. Man, what a beautiful, beautiful day, okay? Now, if you're anything like me, I'll go home and start watching the Bears and I'll lose my salvation really quick, you know what I mean? Or maybe you're watching the Bengals or the Browns, I don't know, but the reality is this, we, we satisfy our soul on Sunday, okay? But then on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, what happens? We go, come on. It's got to fit, right? And I don't know what that is for you. You know, I'll be honest. Last night, it's probably 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm laying in bed. And I thought to myself, why did I yell at Michael so bad after his basketball game yesterday? Why? Because I'm trying to fulfill my soul through my son, through basketball. The one thing that I tell him, you know what? It doesn't matter if we win or lose. Well, I'm telling him the exact opposite after the game, right? So all week, we have stuff that we're like, "Come on, Lord, what's going on? Why don't I have peace? Peace?" Because you're like, I, I, I felt to elevate. I felt it. What were you feeling? You were feeling the presence of God. You were feeling intimacy. You were feeling exactly what James said. When we come to Elevate Church, we resist the devil, we rebuke the devil, and we draw close to God, and God does what he draws close to us. And we can feel his grace. But then the other days of the week, we're trying so hard through something to go, I want peace. But I want it my way, God. I want it on my terms, God. I want it the way I want it. And God's going, listen, I am the only thing that will satisfy your soul. Listen, I, I love all these young people here today. Listen, I love all of you. I am so stinking proud of you that you are here on Sunday morning in the morning. Can we give it up for these young people? I love it. I love it. We think we think a perfect boyfriend, a perfect girlfriend. We think getting married. Can you get an amen from Elena? She's got married. We think, we think, we think all these things in life are going to satisfy my soul. And Jesus is going, nope, there's one thing, one thing. Yes, I need you to get salvation. I need you to get righteousness. But I need you to understand there's this place on a daily basis that I can come and I can give my grace Every single day to you, I can give you my peace so that in the middle of the world of chaos that we live in, in the middle of our jobs, in the middle of going to school, in the middle of all these things that are happening in life, I want you to be able to have perfect peace and perfect joy because of me, because of my presence, because of my grace so that you, in the middle of everything in life, chaos, in the middle of of bosses that don't like you, in the middle of trying to find the perfect Christmas present for somebody that you see once a year and you're trying to impress that person at the holiday party or at the Christmas event, that we can have peace. We can have real joy. And when we have real joy, in real peace, then guess what? We walk into 2019 and go, you know what? I don't know the circumstances I'm going to face in 2019, but I know this no matter what I face, good or bad, I'm going to be okay. I'm okay because my soul's okay because Jesus is the one who is satisfying me on the daily, on the daily. Worship team, come on up. And I know that for a lot of us, we're like, well, what does that really look like? Right? I mean, a lot of us have busy lives. Can I get an amen for that? You know, we're running from the, I mean, guys, listen, I understand. There are so many days. I wake up, so like yesterday morning, I woke up at like 6.30 in the morning, and all I could think about was like, everything that was going to happen from 6:30 in the morning yesterday to about you know 1:30 in the morning the following the morning i knew my day yesterday and i know exactly what it feels like to feel like we are just running and running and running from event to event to event and we go well, how does how how do we do this right how do we do this on the daily okay Our goal on Sunday morning is to just give you a taste of what God wants to do in you consistently through the week, okay? So when we worship the Lord, there's this place that we know that we can get to the same place on Sunday morning, like the same atmosphere, the same peace, the same joy, the same love, the same thing that we feel on Sunday morning, we can get to on Thursday morning at my house. Or in the shower, or in the car, we can experience the presence of God if we choose to draw close to Him. Okay. So there's a there's a lot of things. So like somebody asked me recently, um, they're like, "What's a way that you draw close to the Lord?" And I said, "I draw close to the Lord through worship music." Anybody else like that in your life? Okay, listen love, love, love. Like, I'm a connoisseur of all music. Like, I love all, like, I mean, I could listen to a country song one minute. I could listen to a rap song the next minute. I could listen to a Christmas jingle the next minute. Like, I love all kinds of music. But one of the things that I know that my soul needs is I need to hear the presence of God. Okay? I need the presence of God flowing in my life. So these songs that we do on Sunday mornings by Hillsong and by Bethel and, and all these, uh, Elevation Church, all these amazing things that we do on Sunday morning, I have playlists upon playlists in my phone, in Spotify, on iTunes of worship so that on Sunday, it doesn't matter what day I wake up, you can ask Jess, the first thing that happens, the very first thing that happens in the morning when I wake up. And it annoys the junk out of Jess because she'll be sleeping sometimes and I'll go into the bathroom and we have this little, you know, like thing that connects to my phone that plays music and I turn worship music on really, really loud. And I get into the shower and the first thing I do in the shower is I just start thanking God. I just start going, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your righteousness. I thank Thank you lord that i am new in you and i'm just taking a shower and my worship music is really loud why because i want to start my day where? In the presence of God. I want to start my day in this place that God is the one that's going to satisfy my soul. Because I know there's going to be a lot of things in the middle of a day that's going to be grabbing for my attention, grabbing for me, trying to bring fear and doubt and insecurity into my life. I need to start my day where? In the presence of God Almighty so that He can satisfy my soul. Can I get an amen? There's so many little ways. I think so many of us think that, like, like I don't have a lot of time to seek God. Listen, when I was a youth pastor, I told our students this all the time. I'll tell you guys this right now, okay? We did this thing called 10 in 10. Ten minutes of prayer, ten minutes of spending time in the Word of God, okay? I promise you. I promise you, if you even took five days this week and for five days in a row spent ten minutes in prayer, spent ten minutes in the Word of God, or spent ten minutes in worship, or spent ten minutes reading the Word of God, you would come back the next week going, man, I just feel better about myself. What what is it? It's the presence of God connecting with you. It's his spirit connecting with your spirits. Just like it says in the book of Romans, chapter 4, where he says he adopts us as Abba, Father, and his spirit connects with our spirit to remind us that we are sons and daughters. It's the presence of God, and we need it daily. We need his grace daily. We need his, his love daily. We need his joy daily daily. Because when we have that daily, we're not trying to take the things and stick it in our soul. We're just saying daily, Lord, I need your grace, your strength, your security, your joy, your love, today. Today, Lord. Today today and then this stuff it's just like it's just like icing on a really good cupcake okay listen a really good cupcake takes two things you need cake and you need icing you know we would never come to church and go hey we're gonna have a cupcake day we're gonna give you a bunch of icing you know just an icing day. Put out your paw, you know? It's gonna fill your paw with icing, you know what I mean? I would never be like, you know, here's a dry piece of cake, enjoy it. need both. So is God upset at this? No. There's no issue with this. God's not mad at you about this. He wants you blessed. We talk about it all the time. God wants you blessed to be a blessing. But he never wants it to be what satisfies your soul. Amen? Why don't you stand up this morning? Now, I love this song that we're singing today. And I understand that some of us might not know, know the song. That's okay. It's this beautiful song called King of My Heart. Okay? And I love the words. Because it's saying, Lord, you are the King of my heart. Meaning you have first priority in my soul. And sometimes, and I and I get this, sometimes we're on a journey of, of letting that happen in our souls. And so sometimes when we worship, it's also like a prayer over our life. Like God. I am working to make you the number one thing in my soul. Lord, we're not there yet. And that's what I love about God. It's like God is so not frustrated with that. Your name's Grant, right? I want you to know something. All service, the Lord's been telling me, I'm not frustrated with you at all. Like God loves you so stinking much, Grant. He is not upset at you. He's not frustrated with you. Listen, even if you have doubts, because I 100% know that you do. I 100% know that you do, because when I was your age, I did too. I was like, this is cool, but I, I don't know for sure, right? That's okay. God's not intimidated by your doubts at all. Not one ounce, and that's what I love about God. Like, God's not frustrated with us. God's not mad at us where we're at in the journey. God's just going, listen, let's just do this together. Let's do this together. And I will eventually, as you continually, day by day, trust me, I will become the king of your heart. Does that make sense? And it's satisfied. His presence will satisfy your soul. So come on. Let's sing this out today, okay? And let's sing it almost like as a prayer to the Lord. Like, Lord, in this season of stuff, in going into 2019, I want you to be the thing that satisfies my soul. I want you to be the thing that makes me complete and whole inside. So I'm going to sing this song as a prayer, as a a belief that when I'm going into 2019, you're going to be the one that satisfies me. Come on, let's sing this out. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.